some places carry with them a mystique that's hard to pin down. They exude an aura of mystery, of wonder, of beauty that is only truly understood when you're sitting in the midst of it all. Machu Picchu carries this mystique, this aura. I can now confidently say that I found another place on this earth with the same gravity. And that place lies amongst thousands of thousand-year-old temples scattered across the plain in central Myanmar, the ancient city of Bagan. Life is a great story. By realizing that we are the author of this grand tale, we allow ourselves to compose a life made up of adventures, discoveries, and experiences that fulfill. I've written my own story with the help of planes, trains, and taxicabs, seen life through the lenses of Buddhist monks, Maasai tribesmen, and rocket scientists, and reflected on the beauty of this earth, standing at the foot of Mount Everest, hanging over the top of Victoria Falls, and swimming through the murky waters of the Amazon River. My adventures have transcribed my story. I hope they inspire yours. I'm Andy Ferlin, and these are the adventures of Andiana Jones. On today's episode, we travel on and off the beaten path through the subdued serenity of Myanmar. Getting to Bagan on a backpacker budget usually requires a pit stop in one of the country's major hubs. I arrived in Yangon, not quite sure what to expect. I'd heard rave reviews from other travelers as they relished in the somewhat unspoiled, though certainly well-trodden, backpacker trail. There's not a whole lot on offer in Yangon, a city that contrasts many other cities in Southeast Asia, if not simply because, well, there are no motorbikes. There's a clear Indian influence that's much stronger in Myanmar than the rest of the countries on the traditional Southeast Asian itinerary, as evidenced by the much darker skin complexion, the ubiquitous chewing tobacco-like pawn carts, and the lungis, or pesos, worn by nearly all the men. The people are almost universally friendly and pleasant, with English more than serviceable. The touts have for the most part, yet to master the tourist scams and tricks so common in the rest of Asia, and I found myself a bit shocked by the fact that not everything could be bartered for. The main site in the city is the Shwedagon Pagoda, a towering gold pagoda that stands out as the most awe-inspiring of all I've seen thus far, which is a lot of pagodas. The top ornament contains something like 1,800 carats worth of diamonds, along with many jewels and gemstones. Throw in throngs of monks and pilgrims alike, worshipping at the many smaller shrines surrounding the spire, and it's tough not to appreciate the splendor of it all. The highlight of my time in Yangon, however, wasn't necessarily a sight in itself, but rather a commute of sorts. I boarded the three-hour Yangon Circle Train, a commuter loop around the city and its surroundings with my 15-cent ticket and a pair of wide eyes. 
The journey brought me through the daily lives of the local people, as commuters jumped on and off with everything from fruits to flowers and hats to hardwares. Vendors set up shop at nearly every stop, ready to sell the daily necessities to exiting passengers as fast as they could before jumping back on the line again as it slowly rolled away. The scenery changed from concrete mazes to markets to rice fields. It felt as though at each stop, a door to a new world was open to me, a new reality for each of the individuals I caught a glimpse of before the rickety rumble of the train started again, slamming shut that door that would never again be reopened, by me at least. I watched female monks count stacks of bills. Babies learned the ropes from the laps of their mothers, faces covered in the traditional Burmese makeup. Spring roll vendors passed through the aisles of the carriage, balancing a tray of surely spicy sauces. Children reaching out windows to grab passing branches. And laborers waist deep in the flooded rice fields, all through a distorted lens from a steady, incessant rainstorm. People stared and people smiled as I hung outside the carriage at each stop, taking in the view from my temporary front porch for the day. Where are you going? Confused locals would yell at me from the platform as the train crawled away. I'd give them a finger twirl, signifying I was going all the way around, and they'd smile with a thumbs up and a wave. Around I went, not concerned with the time that passed or where the next stop brought me, as I knew I'd experienced something to cherish, to appreciate, to remember. I let their world come to me, with eyes glued, ears open, and face exposed to the passing wind, knowing that the stinging raindrops and the dastardly smells and the sometimes unpleasant sights were all a part of experiencing the mystical beauty of a life and a world that, on the surface, was so foreign to mine. What was I saying about a train? Hopping off the train, I caught a night bus north toward the star of the show in Burma. The 3,000 some odd temples of Bagan, Myanmar dot the vast plain like constellations in the night sky. From each vantage point in the 40 square mile area, a new perspective, a slightly different, yet every bit as inspiring of a landscape can be found. The temples are remnants from a golden era, when the wealthy region was home to seven to eight times more temples, each belonging to one of the city's families. The decorations have long since faded, but the simple red brick foundations have, for the most part, lasted the test of time. Today, some families still remain as fields are plowed outside basic huts that sit next to thousand-year-old temples. Bagan is a backpacker's kind of tourist destination. Particularly in the low season, the freedom allotted to explore and create your own custom itinerary with no time limits or restrictions is exhilarating. Electric scooters are available for just a couple dollars a day, with a charge that lasts almost all day. The dirt roads lead you on a treasure hunt of limitless possibilities. 
Roads turn to tracks, which turn into crop fields, which turn into, in my case at least, empty and overgrown riverbeds that are somewhat difficult to maneuver through. No matter, once the path was found again, it was off to another set of awe-inspiring temples and views to match. These side tracks are free from tourist buses and sensible tourists, leaving only the adventurous spirits keen on exploring the mystery of it all. Sun up to sundown was spent navigating the maze of must-sees and hidden gems, with both the start and finish of each day spent atop the perch of our small crew's temporary private temple. I imagine that, as Myanmar grows into the tourist destination it's bound to become, the experience of Bagan will change. Roads will be paved, restrictions will be set, paths will be blocked, and temples will be closed. The magic will still remain, though the adventure may not. I think it's this combination that brought such contentment to me during my stay. Completely in my element, racing around nearly untouched land, while at the same time being constantly inspired by the mystery and beauty that surrounded me, smack dab in the middle of what would no doubt be a wonder of the world, if not for some shabby reconstruction and conservation efforts. As we raced across the plain in search of the perfect sunset temple, we passed a fellow group of backpackers that had laid claim to a temple of their own. Joining them at the top, we all sat in awe of the view in the moment. A group of adventurous souls from all around the world gathered on the top of a thousand-year-old temple in the middle of a vast plain protected by distant mountain ranges. Sharing playful banter about our origin countries, and staring in silence as the sun disappeared behind mountains and dusk settled on the land of spires and mystery. Another day in the books, not soon to be forgotten. Damn, it feels good to be a traveler. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Adventures of Indiana Jones. This episode was produced by Joshua Corbley. For additional content and photos from today's adventure, you can visit us at indianajones.com and follow The Adventures on Instagram at andy underscore Anna Jones. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.